It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 83, David, Abigail, and that fool Nabal. Earthly wisdom, also called folly, lacks judgment and invites God's judgment. Proverbs 10.6 Folly is unruly. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house, on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To all those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. In this episode, we see the effect of those seeds long ago by Saul when he erected a statue to himself and his own folly and the self-centered principality that has erected itself, and what happens when David confronts this unnatural self-centered spirit in the land of Israel. Before we set up the scene, we speak of the time before this. It appears David has found some security for a while after Saul called off the pursuit of him. Maybe it was a few months or even a year. Let's say it was a season, and David gets some respite, from the cat-and-mouse game with Saul. Next, a major event occurred, which caused all of Israel to pay their respects and visit Ramah, the death of Samuel. 1 Samuel 25 Then Samuel died, and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him, and buried him at his home in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. I find this funeral must have been like one of those in the Mafia movies, where rival gangs show up at peace for the duration of the funeral service. I see this like Saul and his army was there, and David came and paid his respects to one of Israel's greats, and possibly there was a few moments where David's men hung out with Saul's professionals, until the allotted time was up when David was intended to leave. Once respects were given, David and his men withdrew back to Judah, and the event occurs with Nabal and the hero of this episode, Abigail. 1 Samuel 25-2 Now there was a man in Moan whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and a 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. Now in the land of Judah, there was a place where Saul built a monument to himself in a place called Carmel, which is at a hilltop in Judah. Saul did this after his battle with the Amalekites, and we cover that in this that previous episode. The same scene where Samuel declares God was going to give the kingdom to another, which became David. So it is appropriate we are full circle and back to Carmel. Who knows, maybe there was upon this hilltop a giant statue of Saul or something like that. And near this statue was a great house 
which was run by a man named Nabal. A foolish man next to the statue or monument which was built by the foolish king. And yes, Nabal actually means fool. Nabal had a wife named Abigail, and she was no fool. In fact, she was quite the opposite. Her name means my father is joy. Let's just say she is way out of Nabal's league. And if you ever heard of marrying up, this guy was over his head. Abigail is sharp, bold, and beautiful. Didn't mean for that to sound like a soap opera, but she's pretty remarkable. The Bible says she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance, though her husband was harsh and evil. Let's dig a little further on Abigail. The Bible describes Abigail as having wonderful understanding and beautiful appearance. So I looked up the actual Hebrew of this good understanding and beautiful appearance. The word appearance in the actual Hebrew would imply shape, form, outline, figure, or appearance. So put it in these words. Abigail had a good understanding and a beautiful shape, figure, or appearance. This is almost the same language we get to Esther later on. In other words, mean old Nabal was married to the epitome of beauty in his day. And as you can tell with the comparisons to Esther, Abigail is highly esteemed in the Jewish world and even Jewish lore. More to follow, the account continues. 1 Samuel 25, 4. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, greet him in my name, and thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now that I have heard that you have shears, your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them, nor was there anything missing from them all the while that we were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give us whatever comes to our hand to your servants and to your son David. So when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David, and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants, and said, Who is David? Who is this son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shears and give it to men when I do not know where they are from? In other words, David protected Nabal's flocks during the incursions of Saul, and now as David asked for some provisions for his men during a festival time, Nabal, probably drunk, just verbally abuses these men and sends evil tidings back to David. 1 Samuel 25.12 So David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these things. Then David said to his men, Every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Well, David is torqued. He decides this is a front to his honor, and he is going to take justice into his own hands. Was this right? Absolutely not. But I really wonder if he would have gone through with this. Something wasn't right here with David. Considering he did the honorable thing with Saul, why not peacefully forgive Nabal because he was a fool? Again, let's keep that one eye on David's heart. Something is a bit off here. Maybe his heart is a bit unstable with the death of Samuel and all, or is he beginning to slide into more sin? 
He clearly repents for his action later, declaring without Abigail's interference, he would have taken justice into his own hands and avenged himself. Quite a rash act, but the next scene is pretty awesome, for a gentle tone can break a bone. 1 Samuel 25:14. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them. When we were in the fields, they were a wall to us, both night and day, all the time we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now therefore, no one consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all of his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste, took two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seas of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, loaded them on donkeys, and she said to her servants, Go on before me, see I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband, Nabal. Abigail knows justice was coming to her house. And we're not talking about the good kind. For her husband and master had verbally abused and dishonored the warlord of Judah, David. To deny 400 armed men basic provisions and to insult them was folly. So she packed up abundant provisions and somehow wasn't seen by her drunken, foolish husband and went away to see David, giving him more than he asked for originally. It's a pretty bold move of Abigail. She was a woman of action. She, in essence, was disobeying her husband's wishes. This is true. But she was responding in common sense. Death was coming to them. She chose life and did whatever it took to keep her family and house from disaster, even disobeying her foolish husband. Nearly every Jewish perspective praises this woman. One of them declares she was one of the four great beauties of the ancient world. The other three being Sarah, Rahab, and Esther. Her charm was irresistible to all who gazed on her, they said. So let's say she was quite brave and holds up to the standard as a beautiful heroine. Try to picture this, the next scene, because it's quite amazing as she bows low in a valley and stops a small army from destroying her family and house. 1 Samuel 25:20. So it was, as she rode on the donkey, that she went down under cover of the hill, and there was David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so, and more also, to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from her donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. One could paint a pretty detailed picture here of Abigail with her servants and mules and donkeys falling upon her face and crying out to David. But I must admit, she has a lot to say. She's on her face in front of David and his army. The wind is blowing her dress and hair as she cries out these words. Notice her tact and aggressive speech. She doesn't mind throwing down her husband after he was on a death wish for them all. She clearly knows David, for she makes an allusion to a sling that David would be king as well. She really does say all of the right things, and note the lingering last words she says. When the Lord has brought you success, remember 
your servant. Here it is, 1 Samuel 25, 24. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my Lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my Lord, to that wicked man Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my Lord sent. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives, and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord, because you fight the Lord's battles, and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be securely bound in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies, he will hurl away from the pocket of a sling." When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing you promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. No, Abigail, you are not to be forgotten. David will remember you. Here is David's response. David said to Abigail, Praise be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought and said, Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. So David admits he shouldn't have taken justice into his own hands and received Abigail's gifts and praises Abigail for making peace. Need a verse here? Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. What a perfect verse for Abigail, for she made peace with David and his army and settled the matter and in many ways atoned for her husband's sin. She interceded for her family, and with bold, aggressive action, she prevented death from coming to her house. The account continues. Check out the crazy ending, 1 Samuel twenty-five, thirty-six. When Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until daybreak. Then in the morning, when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things, and his heart failed him, and he became like stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. So check this out. What if it happened like this? Early in the morning, Nabal comes to breakfast and sits down with his wife, who is sitting there waiting. How was your evening? Abigail said to Nabal. He says, quite good. I enjoyed myself mightily. How was your evening? Nabal said. She looks at him, quite profound, deep stare into his eyes, and begins to tell him everything from the beginning to the end. He stared at her as the story continued, and with each word he trembled. He grabbed his chest and held it. He began to sweat profusely. 
but she only continued the story until his head began to droop upon the table, until his head smacked upon the table, and he fell down shaking, holding his chest, slipping from the chair upon the ground, and looking lifeless. Yet Abigail came down upon him, put her arm on him, not failing to complete the entirety of her words and finish telling of the previous night's action. Even as he fell lifeless upon the ground, into a coma to die many days later. Isn't that a crazy ending to Nabal? I mean, it's better than a movie script. Doesn't the Bible have great stories? How exactly it went down, we don't know. But it reminds me of the death of Herod in the book of Acts 12.12. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a God, not a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. Obviously, Nabal didn't get the worms like Herod did, but both of these wicked men were cut down by the Lord. God uses and empowers men to perform justice, but this is one of those rare cases of heavenly judgment at a personal level, with instant results. It's quite a profound moment when these occur in Scripture. Well, David heard of Nabal's death and spares no moment, allowing a beauty like Abigail to remain single. Considering the circumstances, I don't think the customary mourning time period applied to Abigail. 1 Samuel twenty-five thirty-nine. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He kept his servants from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down upon his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail, asking her to become his wife. His servants went to Carmel and said to Abigail, David has sent us to you to take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, I am your servant, and I am ready to serve you and wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Abigail quickly got on a donkey and, attended by her five female servants, went with David's messengers and became his wife. So I find it odd David sent servants to propose to her. Another indication of his heart changing. Why didn't he do it himself? Also, check out Abigail's response. She was humble upon her face, yet eager and swift. So we'll notice that David has a thing for aggressive women like Abigail and later Bathsheba, for she doesn't lack her moments of persuasion and aggressive action as well, especially when it comes to her son Solomon, but we'll cover this later. 1 Samuel twenty-five, forty-three. David had also married Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they both were his wives. But Saul had given his daughter, Micah, David's wife, to Paltiel, son of Laish, who was from Galim. Alright, so our hero David has had three wives now. Not sure exactly on the timing of this other wife, but he's got two wives following him around in this mobile camp. His first wife, Micah, never ran away to be with him, preferring her father to her original husband, and she was married away to another. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, we take this account to the words of Jesus. 
Jesus was notorious for making contradictory statements like this one. Matthew 10, 16. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. And again, Matthew 10:16. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Sounds like a contradiction. But here is Abigail, who was full of understanding and beauty, who was a servant and worshiper of God. She was like a dove to those around her. She quietly performed her duties as a wife and manager of a household, encouraging others and helping to bring out their God-giving potential with leadership, diligence, and care. She was a servant and willing to do whatever it took to care for her household. But when a threat came to her household and the lives of those around her, she was aggressive and shrewd like a snake to save the lives of those around her. She was brave and courageous and willing to risk her own life to save the lives of others. She chose her words wisely and staved disaster and replaced it with victory. To cancel folly, it required shrewd wisdom and action. She chose life and life more abundant and refused to accept death to those around her. Innocent as doves and shrewd as a serpent, Jesus commanded them. Here's Abigail. Her reward was the exit of an abusive relationship an adoption into the line of David and kingdom of Israel and a crown upon her head of one of the future queens of the king of Israel. May we be as shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves as we walk in this world like brave, courageous, and wise Abigail. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Message to Kings. Stay tuned next week as Saul turns his attention to David again. Feel free to visit the Facebook page to leave a comment or question. Or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.